put some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. She said it's so lame. Lame? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm not going to right now. Exactly. So. Oh, whatever. Get to the. No. No. Leave it. Leave that. That was his. Leave it alone. Leave his things alone. Yes. Man, I'm paying homage. Homage. All right. Respect to the king out here. Pops of all pops. That was so sad. It was. What's up, y'all? Let's love yours, the podcast. The podcast that promotes black mental health. Black mental wealth. And black mental stability. And they will forever be out of reach until you... Love yours. So if you guys don't know by now, earlier this week, last week, if you're tuning in, we lost a true one, a real one. John Witherspoon passed away at 77. Yes, 77. So, um, yeah, can't lie, hit me. Hit me deep. Right. Caught me off guard. Thought we were expecting a new boondocks and everything. So it and messed me up because that's not the first time I've seen, like, I, I found out via um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so, like, somebody had posted his picture before and it was, like, just a regular meme and it made me panic then. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. But I read it and he was fine. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And so that's what I was expecting this time. And then I was reading it and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> It's very sad. Right. Because I know, because yeah, he did have like a rumor about like, oh, he passed away. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm very much alive. Yeah. And still working. Yep. And I think I actually caught a comedy show when he came into San Jose. Just like, hey, guys. And he did this whole bit about like, uh, I found I was dead online. And I was like, what? Oh, you got to actually see him? Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. Man, he wore his uh, flamboyant shirt and everything. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was his thing. Yep. Man, so he was he was a real one. So um yeah. A lot of good movies that he's he was in. Boomerang, Friday, Friday after next, on BB's Baby's kids, my bad. Gotta pronounce right. Wow. Struggling. Did you really just say BB's? BB's. It's Baby's kids. Struggling. Don't worry, I'm gonna edit that out. Sure. <laughs> sure you are. That card. For a second, I was Revoked. like really trying to sit here and think what character he was on Baby's Kids, but I figured it out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to share with the, the group? I'm pretty sure he was um, the blind guy at the at the bar. Oh, yeah. But yeah, number of different movies. Of course, he was in Soul Plane, Little Man. Boomerang, like we said, Vampire of Brooklyn, Ladies Man, House Party. A legend. Legend. And he's gone, so definitely, definitely hurt. Several memorable lines from Boondocks, because, man, you can't, like... From from seeing the comic book character of Granddad, and then actually like, hmm, that kind of reminds me of John Rutherford, and then actually seeing him being cast as Granddad in Boondocks. Well, yeah, that was just like, oh, that's that's perfect. But I mean, compared to Uncle Phil, like Pops is Pops, right? top tier. Yeah, so, for sure. But yeah, memorable. So big ups to the boy. 
You about to get into this episode, so tune in. Let's start the show, Nay. Let's start it. Boom. It's your girl Vanessa Denae. And it's your boy Swoosh Knight. And you're tuning into Love, Love Yours, the, the podcast. podcast. fact check myself because it was gonna bother me um to see what character john witherspoon voiced on, in baby's kids and it's not the blind bartender it is one of the people um robin is playing cards with at the funeral uh, which makes sense after i like figured it out i got it picked it up quick yeah and gentlemen yeah, yeah yeah so yeah y'all if you didn't know by now hopping into our hits our prayers go out to John Witherspoon and his family. There are a lot of people out there that shared a lot of good memories and good pictures with him. So I thought that was nice too. But yes, next up, fortunately, we must make some prayers for Golden State Warriors. Their season, Steph Curry in his hand and apparently Draymond. Yeah, I mean, we like we said it last last week. Like, oh, RP to their season. But you know what I mean? Like, they still had Steph and Draymond. Yeah. Steph just broke his hand. Um, Draymond has, like, a torn ligament in his index finger or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then, from what I'm hearing, your boy D'Lo is out as well. Uh, yeah, he got some ankle injuries. Yeah. It's but, a wrap um, for them boys, man. And <laughs> But uh, once Draymond come back, I think uh, he might follow through with them Spice Adams memes. Oh. <laughs> Coming down the court. Hey, let me just, <clears throat> just throw that up. <laughs> that ugly sidekick <laughs> that Spice, Spice Adams just has when he shoots. Oh, my God. All right, correction, that's uh, something Bigums. What's his name? That's that character's name. Man. Leroy Bigums? Something like that. <laughs> you like... Inspiration. <laughs> that Inspiration. should be mad funny. Oh um, man. So yeah, they're in some dire sorts. Um But I mean I mean we're we are saying like RIP to their to their season, but at the same time we do have to, you know, acknowledge it is still really early in the season, but damn, them dudes is about to be out for a while. Steph is out for like the next three months. Did they say three months? I said three months. I don't know why my brain registered three weeks. Oh yeah, it's it's done. They finished. <laughs> it's over. I was like, That's three cold. weeks, they can come back. They, you know, they got a little three months? Bro, that's just a hand. He so gonna come back like in time ta- in time for All Star Weekend and then he's still gonna have to they probably still gonna barely be playing them and you might that get was the votes the though. Watch them fuck around and get the votes. That was the air coming out the room. <laughs> Better yet, that was the air coming out of the Chase Arena. Man, because they started. Uh, what well, Saturday? Saturday they started. Uh, five, five. Undeniable, unrecognizable players, besides Will, Willie Cauley Stein. Well, okay, I still feel like Marquise. Chris is a little bit better than Willie Cauley Stein. He's just a little, I don't know. He kind of got a 
hone into his role a little bit. Mm. But he balls. I like him. He balls. Um, but yeah, but, uh, everybody else. Jordan Poole. So how do you feel about Jordan Poole? Because I feel like he's gonna be one of those people that don't do as great I as everybody say, thought wanted, they were gonna uh, do in the NBA. I wanted Carson Edwards. The boy was nice. Oh yeah. Cat from Purdue. Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted him, but uh, Celtics picked him up. He, him and Taco fall. They be they be rolling. Taco. Taco fall. That's so that man's name. Anyways. Big ups. So uh yeah. We're in Good the, luck everybody. We're gonna we gonna really see who's with us. Uh who really fans. Oh yeah. I I'm enjoying this because I'm I'm waiting for this bandwagon to like thin out <laughs> quite some. Quite some. Uh you know, because I y'all know, I ain't a Warriors fan. Mm. Never have been. But like I respect the players. It's the people who get on my nerves are these these new age warrior fans, because they be talking the most stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my guy, you've been a Warriors fan for the past five years. Where were you when they was giving out tickets because they was that bad? When they were <laughs> like, if the Warriors score a hundred points, you get a free chalupa. No, they still do that, but still, I mean, you, we we used to have a a much better chance. Now, well, now. I'm just saying, no. like, they was trying to do everything to fill them seats because my church stayed with tickets to the Warriors. <laughs> that was, like, the, oh, the youth man. outing all the time. Like, oh, go to the Warriors game. I'm Let like. Let me tell you, the, the youth outings, once you heard, that, oh, we had an extra ticket to, oh, I'm there. Bet. It's not negative. I wasn't there unless they was playing somebody nice. Oh, oh, you one of them. Yes, I'm not a Warriors fan. Bruh, like, oh, you, we've already established this. Damn, so you was picky early on. I'm, I've been a Lakers fan my whole life. <laughs> my whole life. So, no. The only so time I went... So happy about Dwight right now. Your prayers came through for him. Uh, and that hair and everything. That guy. That guy. That Your guy. guy now. No, no. Simmer down. <laughs> Simmer down. That guy. Man. Um, man, I'm gonna be honest. I seen that play, like, yeah, I know, went to OT and we got we got the W, but hmm. your boy holding people holding people with the, like I'm like, ref, call it. Damn. <laughs> that I seen that shit right away. <laughs> he got my man by the hips, like they out there tangoing. Like what is <laughs> poor Curry. Oh, Seth man. was like, Are you real right now? <laughs> You're not gonna call this. But yeah. Oh, but man. hey, W is W. Let's go. Whew. Just kidding. <laughs> but it was yeah, it was bad. It was uh, pretty bad. I can't believe they didn't call that. Man. Since so. we're on the topic of uh, NBA, so let's move on to reactions. You seen that brawl? No, oh, it was <laughs> the, off the charts. The NBA brawl between a uh, cat, Malice in the Carl palace. Anthony Towns. <laughs> oh, the disrespect. <laughs> and Embiid. That was. That's for sure. So if you guys didn't catch it, Philadelphia and Minnesota played uh, earlier last week. It oh, was I seen on it. camera that Cat uh, and Embiid. Embiid started it. Got in a tussle. How did he? He okay, started. Okay, so I, I just watched from what the camera showed. So why don't no, so you take it from if here? If you go on. Okay, so I, like I told y'all about this basketball play life. Um, 
I got the NBA app, so I got oh. the alerts. You feel me? Oh, snap. And they gave you all the camera angles on there. <laughs> like the, the, the uh, baseline angle from yeah. it. And, yeah, fucking Embiid started it. Like, he was he was basically trying to punk Cat, like, hella, hella push him. And, like, it's just, like, doing some overly aggressive shit. And Cat had his hands up. Mm-hmm. And then he dead ass like, pushes Cat, like, elbows and whatever. <laughs> and Cat was just like... Bro, I ain't no punk. Like, so he pushed him back. Yeah. Like, trying to, like, kind of get him off of him. And then Embiid going to try and, like, go at him. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was soft altogether. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was softer than... So you agree with... Softer uh, than cotton. Chuck. Because um, it wasn't no fight fight. Like, no hands were thrown. I think it was going to get to that point had people not, like, come over only reason i'm saying this is because from the baseline angle uh your boy Embiid, he was trying to dip cat and cat was like not today bro <laughs> he channeled all of his light-skinned ancestors i don't know he had a couple cat had a couple of shots he could have easily yeah no he he it's like he swung but he missed and then he missed because mb was going low trying to dip him yeah. but like cat he held his own he was like you ain't gonna just dip me up here bro Nah. Both seven footers, nah. <laughs> you ain't finna just tip me over. But you mean MB got weight on Cat for yeah. sure, for sure. So my thing is MB was all hyped up and like showboating, like shadow boxing and, and stuff once they broke it up or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, MB, you definitely got thrown by the smallest guy on the court. Because when everybody ran back down, uh, first of all, Cat was holding his own, and then your boy uh, Ben Simmons jumps in, so he's pulling Cat. So Cat's literally got two dudes on him. Right. So then uh, everybody else runs down. Tell me why all it took was for Teague. Teague tossed Embiid like a <laughs> sack of potatoes and was like, like just deep, threw him. Like, and then, yeah, basically he ran up and was like, Tch. I was like, oh, Embiid, you suck. You suck at life. <laughs> And by that time, Cat was on the ground. And oh, then man. Ben Simmons, being weak, gets on Cat's back and basically puts him in a chokehold. Oh, damn. Yeah, he yeah. had him like, he was like, like, and you can hear, you can see him talking, talking Talk to Cat in his ear. Like, he, ha- <laughs> he had him on some, like, Vin Rains, Tyrese, baby boy shit. Oh, like, man. Jody? Baby, <laughs> baby Jody? Like he had Do him. That shit again, nigga. Yeah, he had him like that, and I was just like, "Oh, come on, poor cat." He was on the ground, like he was like trying to get up. I felt bad. Man, I felt bad. I but yeah, mean, definitely was no malice in the palace, man. <laughs> malice in the but. So I was talking to my friend, and he was just like, "Don't you disrespect malice in the palace? That was a brawl." Da da da. And I was like, "That was more than a brawl with fucking uh, Ron Artest and his unstable ass." Ronner Tess is a psychopath. <laughs> that man changed his name to Meta War Peace. Man. What? Actually, uh, what's it called? He his, changed uh, it again. His documentary. <laughs> he did. He did? Yeah. To what? I don't remember, but I know he changed it again. Man, I'm gonna look that up. He might have changed it but, back. Um, <laughs> his documentary uh, wasn't from uh, from HBO. That one was really good. I, I didn't see it. It was pretty cool. And it goes through like the whole Malice in the Palace and like... Before then, he His was already state. receiving, like, therapy, and so he that's why he laid on, like, he couldn't go back in the locker room, he couldn't escape the whole situation, so he laid on the bench, the, mm-hmm. the scorer's table, 
and so a fan threw something at him. Yeah, no. no. So he no the fan bet another another kid to uh no the fan bet like hey I bet I can like hit him I can nail him with this cup of water and the dude next to him was like yeah okay. So fan throws it, lands on Ron Artest. Ron Artest gets up, mm-hmm. runs into the stands, and beats the the kid next to him. Oh, he hit the wrong one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, sounds about right. But, but it's like, yo. Ron, but then, like, but it's just like, at the same time, I'm just like, y'all deserve that. Because everybody knows Ron Artest was different. <laughs> he wasn't there. Like, we knew this. Yeah. Why are you throwing cups at this man? First of all, there's a whole altercation going around. Any grown man that lay on the damn table, like in a in a very calm, you know very calmly in a in very chaotic, a hostile state. environment. Oh, he different. He different. Different. Oh, we no. we probably shouldn't mess with him. We no. you know what? Do like a that dad on Friday. Was, you want some of this too, old man? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't understand. Oh, but yeah, that 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 fight was. The, it was a tussle. <laughs> it wasn't a fight. That's what my Chuck said. A cuddle match. Oh no! <laughs> like I mean... SpongeBob and Patrick in the ring, and they. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I mean, in comparison to like stuff we grew up watching, that wasn't no fight. Mm. In the nineties, NBA players was real life boxing. Close fist. <laughs> Sliding for a punch for the haymaker. Coming in with flying, <laughs> the flying kicks and flying knees. Man. Yeah, crazy. So, earlier this week, we had a... No, not earlier. Yeah, earlier this week, we finally received uh, communication from the Kevin Hart. Letting us know that he's okay. He's rehabbing. On Instagram, he posted a video of, you know, his journey right now so far. And I think on Halloween, he also put out a picture and also a commercial with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That that costume was on point, too. It was. The one with the black. He said trick or treat. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm not giving you anything. (laughs) Oh, man. So, I'm glad to see he's doing well. Still with his wife, even though the scandal came out and whatnot. Him and then one of them girls, another girl, right? What scandal? Are you talking about the car accident? Uh, before I think, wow, oh, that he cheated before her, yeah, before, yeah. But I mean, what did she expect? She was a side chick herself, so well, <laughs> exactly. Like, if you were a side chick, aren't you concerned that your former position is now open? Or, mm. I don't know, I don't have these problems, so I don't know. Cool. Um, continue. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. There you go. So I'm glad to see he's doing all right. He's laughing well. Movie coming out and everything. So probably that added to it. Because he has Jumanji too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I hope he continues to recover. I know he's still in a back brace and everything. So. Mm-hmm. So. Speedy recovery. But yes. Next up, Halloween was popping. Of course, last week. So much so that the celebrities used up 
a good chunk of their money to to do accurate costumes. Mm-hmm. And do you do you write any any grabbed your eye? Because I know Russell and Sierra, their oh, Jay Z thing was that was cool. And then I also like how the kids were, uh, young Janet and Michael. Oh, I didn't see that. That was really cute. That's pretty cool. Uh, Meg Stalin came out. She had two costumes. I wish I had that much. I, I need that kind of money. That's the money I need to have two costumes what on Halloween. What were her costumes? She was uh, one of those like summarized from Mortal Kombat, and then oh, she switched yeah, yeah. up to to Lola. Lola oh Bunny. yeah, yeah, I seen that. Carnia had two family outfits. No one cares. No one cares. Um, Fab he had Toy Story. He did like a little Toy Story one. Um. Yeah, everybody came out. It was nice. And for a moment, I was like, you know what? No one had any offensive costumes or decorations. <clears throat> and then I switched to Twitter and all of it. Came full force? Yeah. Just... So I was just like, oh, never mind. There's still some degen- degenerates out there. Awesome. Amazing. I seen today, actually, um, two girls thought it was a good idea to dress up as KKK members for yeah. Halloween. Saw that one. That's I was like, who? The audacity. Boldness. The audacity. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> the people. Shout out to the people that like made them, them. Yeah. yeah made them cause. take those damn hoods off. And then they're like, they're like, no, we can just. No, no. Take the whole thing. Like, take the just, whole top off. Like, what do you think? No, I can just move the hood back. No. No. Take it all off. What killed me is, like, you have the badge on it and, like, you think. Like, you can't even say, like. You telling me you wasted your money to do that and you don't believe the same things. Like, you thought it was funny. Funny. (sighs) Anyways, what else did you see? Uh, Mm. Sheriff. Did you see my costume, though? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> would you like to tell people your costume name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny, if I do say so myself. Um, I didn't really buy nothing. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we had like this Saturday event, and it was like a trunk or treat thing. And my kids, our site was 90s Nickelodeon. So I was, y'all know my hair is red. So I was Chucky from Rugrats, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I go hard in the paint for things like that. So me and my coworker... <laughs> made a dunk tank oh yeah or a dunk chair i should say um anyways but like my family came out and they like convinced me to sit in the chair so i got soaked and then i did not (laughs) yeah i was pissed um i did not wash that costume before like thursday i was just like whatever um so instead of buying something else like i put on my onesie had my bonnet on wore some house shoes had my robe because it was kind of chilly out here and uh i have this cup that one of my students bought for me or a coffee mug excuse me and it has like all the weekdays crossed out and then it says i love the weekends or whatever right um so (laughs) i wore all that and the kids are like miss vanessa miss vanessa what are you supposed to be and i was like a peaceful saturday morning (laughs) (laughs) Yo, when Man. I tell you the kids were hurt, <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were hella annoyed with me. I was dying. I was like, this is a great costume, like, first come of on, all. Vanessa. Like, well, too often. What? What? 
I'm in full-fledged costume, and it better be peaceful today. Leave me alone. It was oh, great. Oh, man. Anyways, we got uh, Amarion. <laughs> Yo, I aspire to be his level of, uh, like, bothered and- I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I aspire, like, you know what? Give that man a round of applause because. So this man. His baby mama. Yep. And his best friend, bandmate, quote unquote brother, are little, fucking around now. Little fizzard. Yeah. Fiz, fiz, fizzian. Are 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 fucking around now. Well, I shouldn't even say now. They've officially they've they've come out and said that they are, even though we've all known this for how long now? Um. Hot minute. But yeah, Omarion is just like he has not Omarion is living his best life. He's chilling. He has not reported anything. Nothing. Avoiding. Not avoid. I don't think Not he's avoiding. avoiding. I think he he's just, just like I'm he's just doing my thing. Yeah. Over here. And it's crazy cuz I feel like he's been like that even when like April was on like what was it? Love and Hip Hop and all of that shit like Omarion kept his distance. He wasn't trying to have his business all out there. And, yeah. you know, like, bravo, young man. Bravo. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Inspiration. While we're on the topic, I just want to say April and Fizz ain't shit. Because that shit is grimy. <laughs> it would be one thing. It, it would still be grimy if, you know, there were no kids involved in the situation. But it's even worse that kids are involved in the situation. Mm. Especially, no, because look it. Like, so, with Omarion's kids. Right. They know Fizz as Uncle Drew. Like, that, like, they know him as that. <laughs> They've been around their whole lives, you feel right. me? So, now you got, now you're confusing the kids. Mm. I think the only issue I have is, like, April going on IG live and like just yo he do it better than than Omarion can't like what what oh she did that yeah when did she do that <laughs> oh my god and some of the stuff she just be just saying well she be talking out the side of her neck and I'm just saying okay. oh, she be on IG live drunk or not drunk she be drinking she be letting people know I'ma just <laughs> <laughs> so okay alright don't judge me look it oh. so <laughs> she's saying that Fizz puts it down better than Omarion did on IG live I'm on- just saying do we actually believe her because <laughs> and don't get me wrong cause I was like in love with Fizz like that was that was my one that, that's when I was going through the thing where I like light skin with long hair. It just, it was a fad. Anyways, so if we're looking at B2K band members, I just feel like Omarion has always had more rhythm than the man Fizz. So I just want to know. Let's stop. Let's stop. Uh, ladies, tell me. <laughs> I think she's talking out the side of her neck. I think she's just trying to make herself look better. Um, it just next it, one. Scientifically. <laughs> next one. It doesn't Tyler make sense. It don't make sense to me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Tyler Perry Studios to host. <laughs> to host 2019 Miss Universe pageant. You should start over because that was all over the place. <laughs> 
Tyler Perry Studios mm-hmm. to host 2019 Miss Universe pageant. Yeah. Houseway. Explain this. Um, you know what, Tyler? Get that money. Get it. Pay pay my mans. Pay him. Pay him. Pay him. Give him his coins. Man. My my guy's in his bag. We'll, like, list him off. They just filmed Coming to America 2. Uh, Bad Boys nice. Forever or For Life. Yeah. Um, we know that Black Panther was filmed there. Right. More than likely... The second one is being going to be filmed there. Um, While and Out is filmed there. Mm-hmm. As well as his shows. Tyler Perry shows. And then the, the pageant, like, get in his bag. In his bag. All of it. I'm just trying to stand next to his bag shit at this point. Shit. My guy is paid. Paid. <laughs> get paid, sir. For real. Next up. So, right now, researchers are paying people racks to uh, deliberately infect them with the flu virus. What's your reaction to that? When I saw this, I was like, shit. How much? No, for real? Yeah. Nah, son. (laughs) You don't. There is no way you can. Flu virus. Bro, you don't know if they're just giving you the flu virus. This is this is a. This is a country (laughs) that has deliberately spread AIDS and HIV and friggin' crack cocaine and distributed it with the neighborhoods. There's no way in hell I'm walking in there like, oh yeah, hit me with that flu. Nah, son. Nah. Mm, well, how much? I'm just saying how much. No, bro. You're tripping, For tripping. For a cough? For this little nasally thing? Maybe. Three, $3,300. Yo, let me stack up on some orange juice, some uh, emergency, use my sick, day, my sick days. Scientists from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease are infecting willing subjects with influenza A. Ooh, no, nope, never mind. Exactly. The infamous H1N1 virus. Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> nope. They I think you said flu. Sh- flu bro, virus. that's how they present it. They giving people the swine, fam. Oh, that's fuck, swine flu. Mind. Ah, never mind. <clears throat> and to be closely monitored, to be to closely monitor their symptoms so that they can better understand how the virus works and how to control it. They don't even know, bro. They're infecting you with shit. Just, Mm. my guy the Tuskegee research trials like I don't I don't mm. you know what nah, I mind. can't with you I can't with you never mind this is gonna be round two I thought niggas knew hella people gonna have syphilis around here mm. exactly nah exactly thought you're tripping knew. I thought niggas knew what they was doing but apparently not see more reason to give more information that's not important you guys what is important is YG reportedly seen kissing another woman outside of a club. I would like to say he's not that dumb. But then again. Hard bottoms with the white socks. What do you mean he's not uh, that dumb? Got that song for Loco. Unoco Poco. What? The list goes on of like stupid things. Anyways, yeah. 
everybody was up in arms like, oh my gosh, him and Kehlani. Oh my God, it's so cute. For relationship goals. I love it. I want to be just like them when they grow up. And now he out here kissing other women. What y'all feel about that? You look stupid. Mm. All right. Yeah, so. So our, our, our big tickets. One ticket. That's you. You got the big ticket. So, as you know, the new Harriet Tubman movie came out. I don't know. I think we briefly talked about who is portraying Harriet Tubman. Oh, my goodness. My knee. It hurts so bad. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm having old people problems right now. Um, Cynthia Evo. What are you doing? Background. Can you no, stop? It's Harriet. It's Harriet. I gotta... It's annoying. We fall down. Really? We get oh, up. If I could. We fall I'll throw this mic at you <laughs> if you don't stop. Anyways, so Cynthia Evo, <coughs> who is a British born Nigerian. Did I say that right? British mm-hmm. born Nigerian actor? Actress? Mm-hmm. <coughs> so. Um, first of all, a lot of African Americans had a problem with her portraying such a influential person in African American history. Um, reason being is because sis is not for us. And when I say us, I mean African Americans. Yeah. Mm. She has a history of downing um, African Americans and kind of, you know, like making fun of the fact that we don't necessarily know like what part of Africa we were actually from things of that nature. Yeah. Um, she's referred to the way African-Americans speak as a ghetto ratchet accent. Um, yeah, her, her tweets are something else. Uh, she, she documented this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, the tweet that I read earlier, I, I forgot to, I didn't like screenshot it because I was a little triggered. Um, <laughs> but it was like her about the accent thing and just the spelling and the grammar and everything that she used. It was just like, oh, I'm I'm for sure going like it was it was it was bad. It was very, very bad. Um, she's also been known to support another um, Nigerian woman. I want to I want to say Nigerian American, but I I don't know for sure, but her name is Lovey. I don't know if you've heard of her. Mm-hmm. Um so she has she has a podcast with Yvonne Orji. <clears throat> she plays Molly on Insecure. Mm. Uh so th- those two are pretty tight, but and I I really like Yvonne Orji. She's great. Um but yeah, Lovey has said some questionable shit too. And so um, Cynthia Evo like retweets them and different stuff like that quite often. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm just kind of like bashing the whole idea of the African-American experience and so on and so forth. Like creating and creating and keeping with that whole idea that Africans and African-American are separate. And kind of just aiding on that situation. So yeah, I can see why people were triggered or upset with her being cast as Harriet Tubman. Because why? 
like if you have such such issues with african-american people or african-american experiences why would you why would that be a role that Mm. you would be interested in playing not only that but in the past in the past she has played Celie on broadway in the color purple and she still acted apparently she still acted this way like about african-american so it's really weird to me the second second thing about the uh harriet tubman movie movie is i don't necessarily know if i'll be going to go see it like i did want to see it like i thought it was going to be very good um because it's like yo that's harriet tubman like you know what i mean like support our people but you know looking more into her character or her as a person portraying her then on top of that from what i'm hearing people were saying they went to go see the movie and out of nowhere this villain has been made up in the movie and it's like a black bounty hunter who is hunting harriet tubman and a white man saves harriet from this black bounty hunter when that never happened so it's really like i it's hard to to go watch this proclaimed biopic and we have made up characters and people who don't necessarily respect the american african-american experience or heritage so yeah how, how do you what are your thoughts on that Ooh, <clears throat> man it's a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm slowly looking this up. You would hope that yeah, if you're gonna cast a person in this role, they are not gonna have these issues, or else people are not gonna want to see this movie. Also, of course, if you are going to make a slavery movie, you are already in an uphill battle against African Americans. Some of us, I feel like we are tired of it. Yeah, it's like so. Okay. It's all, yes, we are tired of it, but I guess, like, you know, seeing the previews, it's like, okay, this is portraying us in a positive light. You know what yeah. I mean? So to go to the movies and see someone who looks like us trying to kill one of our heroes, mm-hmm. like, it's just like, wait, what? Like, that, that, that wasn't a thing. That, that shit never happened. <laughs> Who whose man's is this? Right. I mean, in the sense of like, I think there there's a good portion of African Americans who are just tired of slavery movies in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now I'm like kind of torn whether or not I want to go see this movie. Um, because I definitely don't appreciate the fact of a random villain being included into that. Mm. That is outlandish <laughs> to make a all of a sudden pull a black bounty hunter out of nowhere. Yeah, like. What? I mean, her life is suspense enough. Exactly. She had enough issues with, you know, just growing up or the profession she chose after she made it to freedom herself. Like, there was there was enough. There was enough. There was enough things occurring that we didn't need this extra piece added. Like, I don't, I just don't understand. What they're trying to do is pin black women against black men. They're trying to pin a woman, eh? They're trying very to possible. take our women. It's very possible. See, man, you respect your woman, support black women, or else this was this this is what's gonna happen. 
But yeah, if y'all go see the movie, let us know what you think about it. Uh, right now, I'm on the fence on whether or not I'm going to actually go see it. So yeah, we shall see. Moving on. Um, deeper discussion. So, I mean, we ain't got to talk that much about this one. But <laughs> so, so y'all remember uh, a while ago in Philly, a Starbucks manager called the police on two black men that were there and they were arrested or whatever she called the police on them because they were there for too long basically Mm. and they hadn't ordered mind you these two men are waiting for some friends to come and meet them and have a simple socializing social hour or whatever minding their business basically minding their damn business (laughs) so then this manager shannon phillips that is Shannon Phillips. Mm. She chose to call the police on them. Like I said, they get arrested. So now Shannon, if she didn't do enough because Starbucks fired that ass as they should have. Now she's suing. She is suing Starbucks. Get this. What? She's suing Starbucks claiming her lawsuit is claiming discrimination. Discrimination on what you might ask? for racial discrimination saying that uh she was a victim of racial discrimination when starbucks fired her after rashawn nelson and dante robinson were arrested inside the location following the call placed by one of her employees she says she would still have her job if she were not white (laughs) let me let me repeat that she says she would still have her job if she were not white Girl, mm. Shannon, Shannon, <laughs> Shannon, Shannon. If you don't shut the hell up, that's like she. You know she's crying right now. Reverse racism. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. You literally called the police on somebody who was not doing anything. They were minding their business, or excuse me, she said when her staff called the police. But yes. All of y'all should have got fired. I can with her. I can I can see where you're trying. You, yeah, I can see I can see your point. I see where you're trying to. I see where you're getting at. All I can say is, you tried. So it says you Phillips. Tried. Phillips allege alleges in her lawsuit that about a month after the arrest of the men, she was ordered to suspend one of her subordinates, a white employee, who was a Starbucks manager but had nothing to do with the arrest or the store when they were when they occurred. However, the manager who was responsible for the store who was black was not fired. But I can't. Yo. What? Okay, wait. I can see where it gets really close. So it's like everything needs to be on up and up cuz that looks nice. You would still I can see what you're trying. See what you're fired. You're fired, and you better see what you're trying to argue. Bro, I promise you, if she wins this lawsuit, I'm gonna raise hell. Yeah, she better not get not one red cent, not one. I don't know. That shit's ridiculous. You and your staff call the police on someone who was not doing anything. (laughs) You guys are in the wrong. You're now unemployed. You you literally called the cops on them simply because they were black. Yeah. Oh. 
she can't say like at first it was like oh well they didn't order anything i go to starbucks all the time i chill there and see people who do not buy not a damn thing i see cats in there who bring up their whole laptop not not even computers 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 bro like did you just pull a monitor out my guy you got a game controller for what dead ass dead ass like so, I don't understand, and for mm, her to be like, "Oh, this," I wouldn't have been fired if I was if I wasn't white. Yeah. No. But you still should be like culturally cognizant or aware, mindful. Even then, like even if it was if they like, weren't black, it's like, would... "Oh, wouldn't have been fired if I wasn't white." Meanwhile, the black men are like, "I wouldn't have been arrested or had the cops called on me if I, was if white. I, if I wasn't black." Like. It, get out of here no no she better not get no money what's they this this in philly she better not get not a dollar nah she don't get that brotherly love come on (laughs) trash (laughs) anyways go ahead oh man so my uh deeper discussion falls upon this recent case that came up in uh massachusetts girlfriend of a boston college student who died by suicide in May, repeatedly texted him to do so during their relationship. Massachusetts prosecutors said in announcing involuntary manslaughter charges against her. Mr. Yu, 21, tracked Mrs. Ertula's location on May 20th and was present when he jumped from a park parking garage only hours before graduation so basically this young woman is getting charged with manslaughter because she further verbally and some at some points physically abused her boyfriend encouraging and also encouraged him to commit suicide or to kill himself Mm. investigators said that over a two-month span 75,000 text messages were exchanged between the two and miss artula do they not work miss artula was responsible for forty-seven thousand of those text messages that's mind-blowing Nigga, what yeah Nigga, when I got those facts i was like they ain't got one. no job how did and they were in where how? they were in grad school or just co- regular college? he's in college it says who has the time as a whole toxic relationship period exactly but so the bigger discussion is how do you feel about now one that there's an epidemic of you know women that are pushing men to kill themselves because i'm pretty sure there has been a long-standing thing of you know men encouraging women to do so out there that's not being highlighted but how do you feel like that being an epidemic with wherever people because that's a whole new thing not i'm going to kill you but you should kill yourself kill yourself i want you to like put and i think that's the first part so i think first of all we need to acknowledge the fact that we live in a society that is now desensitized to things like this 
So I, I know from like working with kids and adolescents, like, oh, kill yourself is right. It just rolls off the tongue. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't think they realize people realize that you can't just say something like that. Yeah, that's a whole reckless ass statement. Yeah, like, oh, bro, kill yourself. Like, <laughs> and that's literally how people say it. Yeah. Um, so how you feel about, like, this being an epidemic in and of itself, that it's, couples are saying this to the point where they're they're actually taking it out. I don't think it's a, I haven't heard any adult cases, but I've heard it, like, young adult teenager thing. Yeah, borderline adolescent. Um, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. And like I said, people are just, like, really desensitized to things like this and just say it and it like you gotta know you can really be affecting someone Mm -hmm. and there this whole this whole case like i don't necessarily think that she should be charged with involuntary manslaughter but she should definitely be put in like a mental facility Really? Some, somewhere in somewhere along those lines like she needs there's something because something needs to be done there is some mental health issues that need to be addressed mm-hmm. with her as well because there's no way in hell you can tell me in a healthy relationship in what did you say two months yeah two months span in two months span we're texting each other 75,000 times and 47,000 of those text messages are from me mm-hmm. that no like something's off you need to realize like you that's too much it's too much like that just Mm -hmm. it's a whole toxic thing and she probably doesn't even register that it's a toxic trait you know what i mean like she thinks it's that's how relationships are and that's normal and And that's that's not normal verbally and physically abusive no that yeah but I'm saying things like that like are so normalized these days mm-hmm. that kids really think that that kids really think like that's okay. And I'm saying kids, and I, I'm talking about people through the age of like 25 right. to 24 or whatever. There are some really really toxic things that go on within relationships, mm-hmm. and people think that it's just fine. Like, and it stems from you need to sit your ass down and talk to somebody about the issues that you have because you can't think that this is okay right i don't know i think one that's crazy that that this is an epidemic that's happening but two like i think i feel like this is good that like hey you are being held accountable you did yeah no she should definitely push like you don't just get to get off on like oh no that's what i said i don't i don't I just don't think that jail is the right place for her. Because mm-hmm. I personally, looking at this, like I feel like put her in jail. She, you're probably gonna have another suicide on your hands. Yeah. Um, but she should definitely. There should be some. Consequence. Yeah, she there's she like should. Some there's be- some consequences, and it's not just like oh, I have to live with this for the rest of my life. No, we like I know you're gonna have to live with it, but there has to be some other form of a consequence given Mm -hmm. um i just don't think that incarceration is the way to go i don't know i feel like i feel like some jail time might be might be necessary on top of some definitely some therapy but jail yeah you're going to jail (laughs) you gotta be accountable there are some not state other states or is it countries that if you are bullying 
the parents actually get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Like, there should be some sort of, hey, clearly you know this is wrong and that other people need to get involved. And they, the people that don't and know about know that this is happening and don't get involved should be punished. You, in a sense, so, so in a sense, can't over all yeah. these damn text messages. Like, what are y'all doing all day? And clearly this should be a sign. This shit's mind-boggling to me. That, like, we should be kind of pushing forward. So saying the saying the rule of, like, hey, yeah, you are getting consequences for this. You are getting manslaughter. You are responsible for the death of somebody. Should let everybody know, like, hey, this is happening. And two, trying to deter them from it. So but I say, hey, you, you got to go. You got to go to jail, homie. We're going to help you out. We're going to take care of you. What's up? Man, it's a shame because this ain't. This is not the first. It's not the first one. That's the thing. Yeah, it's not the first, and it won't be the last. Um, but I think also, like, yeah, make an example out of her. But also, we need to look at the bigger picture or look at it on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. How are we making it so people are aware and not so just like you know what I mean? Like not so oblivious to the fact that these words are not okay and they should not be using things like this, sentences like this or terms mm-hmm. like this or anything. Yeah. And just being aware of like, okay, yeah, you're the biggest part of your own mental health, but you also affect other people's mental health mm-hmm. and just trying to shine a light and encourage that. Whether it be, hey, we try to do it gently and hopefully your parents are decent human beings and try to instill that in you. But if not, you can go to jail. You can get these laws because (laughs) not everybody can give you these hands. You can have this prison time. Thank you. Yep. Um. Yeah. That's that's really sad. Exactly. But I like I like I said the the whole two months seventy five thousand text messages like that shit just made my thumbs hurt. (laughs) I don't think I I can sit here and be like I don't think I sent seventy five thousand text messages in a year. Mm. between every single person in my phone like i don't (laughs) i don't think and and mind you i use my phone for work as well so majority of my text messages these days are from kids parents and my boss and my co-workers (laughs) so it's just like no seventy-five thousand text messages in two months must be sent in every word individually i want to know what his gpa was Cause you can't tell me you paying attention, boo. Hey, you can't graduated. tell me he's graduated. Well, that's about to graduate. But. That shit's crazy. Message to y'all: Be mindful. Your mental health is yours own. Protect it, but also be mindful of how you affect other people's mental health. And know when to like cut people out, like, Man. cause this is like. This is a case of two people that should not be together, clearly. Clearly. Clearly, but still holding on. Like, mm. so, I said it last week. Some people are only meant to be in your life for a season, not forever. So don't put yourself through bullshit and deal with bullshit because you think like, oh, this is how relationships go. And... And I think we've we've kind of like created that culture with that whole ride or die bullshit. Like, oh, you got to go through some shit 
to show you down. Yeah. Just, like, no, I really don't. You can just act like you got some sense to yeah. begin with and we can be fine. Yeah, I mean. And it takes a while for you to reach that point and realize that. I will say that I, you know, I went through that phase in my life where I was just like, no, no, relationships, like, you gotta <laughs> go through some shit. It's fine, it's fine. We gonna be okay. There Looking be. back now, I'm just like, yo, you were tripping. There. Should have been let that man like, go. Yeah, culture issues are could be in play and that could be a definitely a factor it could be you know hey i'm about to graduate so <clears throat> i want to have everything set out you know but of course you know that's something you have to reach a certain point to like ah no nah, that's not how it works and you also got to think about like being early 20s Man, well that's what i'm saying that love like be, that, that love be something something different it, it's different but it it's because i can I'm like 99% sure that most people like when they're going through bullshit in those those early 20s and those relationships, mm-hmm. like our whole idea is just like, nah, nah. They're the one. Yeah, they're the one. And, you know, you got to go through you go you go through shit to grow through it and and ride or die. And like, da, 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 like, nah, you don't have to do all that. You really don't. It is right. possible to be chill and ched from jump and still be like that like yeah you're gonna have little disagreements mm-hmm. but you know what i'm saying sending seventy five thousand, seventy five thousand text message does not sound like little bumps here and there telling if you get to the point where you're telling mm. each other to go kill themselves and that the world would be a better place without them and your family would be happier without either one of you like mm. Mm. No, y'all. Lock them up. You can't. No. Throw away the key. That that's that's crazy. Ooh, man. But yeah, seventy five thousand in two months. Oh. I would get tired uh, of my phone at that point. I think I think after that those two months I wouldn't be wanting to talk to anybody. Like me and my. Because no, you know I'm it's probably it's probably been like, that. been like that before before those two months. Exactly. Probably. So I'm like not. Nah, Nah, can't I'm do good. it like i'm i'm thinking of like my current situation and <laughs> bro it's like good morning made it through the day how was it oh i'm gonna call you yeah <laughs> these kids today. <laughs> basically or it's just like you know if one of us fall asleep we'll hit each other back my bad trash so yeah guys we have been on this magical journey of being black in America. Exactly. So now t- America. Although we have spent so much time on it, it has been nice, but we need to move on to the next thing. So we got to wrap this up. We talked about a lot of different points with being black in America. We talked about when they see us. Mm-hmm. We talked about culture vultures. We talked about colorism. We talked about pride and what we like about being black. We talked about what's hard about being black. All of that definitely affects mental health in very different ways. A lot of that impacts us through stress. A lot of that encourages depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. A lot of our experiences definitely affect our self-esteem, especially how people treat us, how we are viewed in the media, how... How we formulate ourselves and how there are many messages within the world, either 
on TV or in person or between other black people that make us feel less than or that we're not good enough or that our skin color is not beautiful or you can name it. And one of the things that we have not discussed regarding mental health is PTSD because a lot of the situations, experiences, things that we have witnessed, learned about, or have happened to us are definitely traumatic, yet we downplay it. Things like, yeah, what had happened and when they see us, or everyday microaggressions, racism. News that's in the media that say that it's constantly replaying deaths by police brutality or mishandling affect us deeply. All of this impacting our lives that we then proceed to not talk about. So with that, and there are also additional considerations. Of course, we have, you know, how being black in America affects our, you know, relationship issues or abandonment or substance use or just our poverty and self-care in and of itself. Definitely things to consider. All these areas seem to be affected and definitely difficult to figure out where to where do we put up our berries where do we put up our fronts so with that to wrap it all up we are trying to discuss these things wrap up with a few questions before we move on to our next series so nay what's up how do you feel the black experience affects your mental health the most mm, i think it causes me to be on the defensive side at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly, like in you know my profession, working in the nonprofit world, and then actually just everyday life. Because mm. um, it's like it's almost having to. You, it's like someone asking you a question and you think of your response. Whereas, because I am African American, it's someone asks me a question, I think of my response, but I also have to check the audience, mm-hmm. check my response, go through it and see, like, oh, is this appropriate? Not like I'm about to drop a bunch of F bombs or anything like that, but, you know, is this going to be something that could be used to stereotype me or people like me or things like that so um in the long run it it affects my mental health i mean it's added stress in my life that you know being an adult is already stressful enough being a black woman (laughs) adult (laughs) is very stressful at times um so yeah it's one of those things that like unfortunately we got to deal with. Exactly. What about you? Um, thinking about it more and looking at what episodes we've gone through, I think definitely anger management has been has been tough. I think a lot of the points where it's it's a mixture, it's a lot of being sad about how the way things are, being irritated by how we're treated and things not changing, or as close to being where they should be. Or just being anxious, worried that something's going to happen or that, you know, if people give 
me different scenarios or ask me certain questions, I like immediately get agitated and trying to manage that has been tough. And of course, you know, you don't really like to be overly irritated. You don't like to be overly stressed. You don't like to be overly worried about things that could or might happen to you that have happened to people who look like you. So yeah, just my anger tolerance has been tested time and time again. Yeah, it's not a happy place to be. Correct. Definitely not a happy place. So knowing what you know now, do you feel America is good for your mental health? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... My people's mental health in general. No, not at all. I mean... I've I've said it. I've told you before. Like I can't even watch the news these days, because um, this shit's so negative. Like every other day, it's someone who looks like me losing their life for mm-hmm. no reason. Um, so, mm, nah, mm-hmm. it's definitely not good for our mental health. Uh, is there a better place? I can't necessarily say that there is. Right. Um, because I look at like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I want to go back. I'm gonna go back to Africa, so on and so forth cool idea but it's just like like that'd be nice but but like where are we going you know what i mean like yeah you gotta figure out exactly where um and then even going to like other places um people of melanated skin are we're scarce yeah scarce and then no we're everywhere but we're definitely treated the same everywhere meaning that Mm -hmm. like we're not treated right so it's just like, damn, you know, I can't. Can I live? Can I, can I yeah, like, okay, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily being sold into slavery out here anymore, mm-hmm. but it's just like, <laughs> yeah, anymore. Emphasis on that. Right. Um, but it's just like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, where am I go? Exactly. So, I mean,. I would hope there's a better place. Like, there's a lot of places that are pre-civil, pre-nice. I think there are some drawbacks. But, yeah, there's not going to have as many black people as there would be here. They're going to do things differently. I'm guessing, you know, being in a place that doesn't have so many mass shootings would be a nice touch. It would be. It would be great. Yeah. Or that would not keep asking me about if I listen to the new Tupac and whatnot. That would be great. You got that new Cardi B? No. Oh, man. That Kanye, he's doing marvelous things for you guys, huh? Yo. <laughs> but if anybody asks me that, that's it. That'll be, that's it. That's it. That's the day. <laughs> that's the day. I'm gonna be calling Swoosh from jail like, bro. <laughs> I had to do it. Me. Come get me, bro. <laughs> Come and get me. Man, y'all, no one better not <laughs> fix their mouth to say some bullshit like that. Oh, no man. one. No one? No one. Cool. All right. My last one. My last question to end this whole series. Nay, how do you feel... The black experience affects us the most, or to better to better phrase it, where do you feel African Americans need to prepare more for dealing with regarding their mental health, based on 
their experiences in being in America. Because, of course, you know, I have a I have a 10-year-old goddaughter. I would like to prepare for 11. the world. Damn it. 11. She is. To me, she is still 5. But, she, yeah. 11. She's 11 now, yeah. <laughs> I'm a dad-dad. Um, so, I would like to raise her up in a way that's like, okay, she's kind of at least better prepared than I was. But there's a lot of areas. But where do you feel like most? Is it anger management? Is it like preparing her for like d- ma- managing those mood swings? Is it for like, you know, self-care, self-esteem, trying to target that? Or is it something else? I think just acknowledging mental health as a whole. Because mm. um, I feel like within the black community, like I- I've said it numerous times. We've both said it. We don't really... It's like mental health, mental illness. What? That's for white people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't really talk about things like that. And I think that if I look back at my childhood, if more conversations were had about, you know, self-care, loving yourself, and, you know, there are things like depression and anxiety and these type of things can affect you and there are different triggers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I would be better equipped for some of the things that I've, I've experienced in the past, like... 10 years or so um so i think that would be an area we should start like black people acknowledge mental health does affect us like yes we're black yes we're strong but at the same time we could benefit from seeing a therapist or Mm -hmm. going to counseling talking through some of these past traumatic events that might not have necessarily happened directly to us but we're still reaping the effects of it right so you know talking about these things as opposed to just you know taking shit on the chin and you know well that's just life that's just how you know what i mean right what do you think right now i think it's it's definitely i want to i would love to say depression because depression it it's expressed differently especially in Mm african-americans just how we grieve and how we handle things while in a depressive state, as well as anxiety. PTSD is a big one because that's one that no one really talks about. But just being able on those self-care skills definitely would... I kind of tailor, tailor that with you. I think a lot of us are really underprepared of how to handle depression or someone sad or overwhelming emotions in general. Mm-hmm. Um being without those tools is, I mean, you're kind of just set it up for failure. A lot of us come from families that have never, uh, aren't aware, or they feel uncomfortable about talking about that stuff in general. So being able to just work with each other on building those skills, knowing what to do, you know, when you're feeling down, or being able to track that, that's like a major key. And then connecting that to the skills that you that you like, that you make you feel good, that lets you kind of express it in an appropriate way around people who, or at least be able to find people who can understand. Oh, then we just got to do better. You know, do our part, lift each other up, and that's how we can survive this being black in America. Message.
All right. Well, that wraps up our series. Thank you guys if you've been rocking with us the whole entire time. I mean, if it's your first episode, we appreciate you too. But th those ones that rocked it out for the entire time, mm -hmm. there's a special place in our heart for y'all. Anyways, mm -hmm. um, this is Love Yours, the podcast, the podcast that promotes black mental health. Black mental wealth. And black mental stability. And they will forever be out of reach until you love yours. Sir. Um, if you guys would like to follow the podcast page on IG, it is love yours underscore podcast. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, it's love yours underscore pod. Um, as always, we encourage you guys to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and review. Share us. Um, give us some feedback, guys. We know we've been saying it, but we are really, really trying to be more interactive with you guys. So stay tuned to our IG page because we got a few things that we're going to try out this week and next week. So hopefully they work out pretty well. Um, as always, I'm your girl, Vanessa Danae. If you would like to follow me on IG or Twitter, that is Danae underscore Vanessa. That's D-A-N-E-E -E underscore V-A-H-N-E-S-S-A. It's your boy, Swoosh Knight. Swoosh underscore K-N-I-G-H-T. IG and Twitter, holla at your boy, of course. Slide in my DMs. And nays. Don't if you need that. her, but you'll probably need her more. Don't, don't do that. Because she got time. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole lot of things going on right now. I don't got time. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Yes, sir. Bye. Adios. How come every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen? Turn it off. Turn it <laughs> off. That was a bad impersonation. Turn it off. Love yours, the podcast, the podcast.